this is Nara Montero. I'm one of the hosts of Iconicast, the companion podcast to Iconoclast Collective, Western's arts, culture, and politics publication. Right now, you're hearing from your directors, Nara Montero and Jerrica Kaduhada. A little bit later, we'll be bringing in Danielle Solo, a poet, student, and longtime contributor to Iconoclast, and Dr. Kyle Gervais, graduate chair and a professor in the classics department here at Western. A lot of people have heard this story a number of times, but um, a number of us got together just in one of my friend's dorm rooms in first year, and we were talking about uh, art and the kind of space that we wanted to see on campus uh, for multimedia art and for uh, an intersection of discussions and topics and mediums. So we really felt like there was a place for the arts community from a number of different faculties, whether you were studying microbiology or visual arts, to come together and to put their work together. Um, so the five of us, uh, Nara, Sema, Deanna, Emily, and Emma, decided to start this publication um, and this collective and run events and put together some lovely art. You've been here for a year now. What do you think makes ICON different from the other student publications on campus? As you probably already know, this is something that we say multiple times when discussing ICON with others, is that Iconoclast is really founded on conversation, and that comes in two different ways. We have in-depth conversations with our contributors where we're very open about the editing process because we want to help our contributors improve, but we also try to put the works in our publication in conversation with each other, so we're also very careful with the curation process. I mean, like just this year, we had the 5 a.m. meeting (laughs) to sit down and figure out what visuals worked with which pieces, which themes worked well, and like kind of contrasted to each other to make the readers think even deeper about them when put next to each other. So Iconoclast is really founded on that conversation, that relationship between artists that we either hold with them ourselves when we're doing the editing process or like kind of uh, make them hold with each other on the page. So Iconoclast has had a variety of themes. This semester is mythic, but we've also come up with hyphen, quiet riot, plastos. So all of these dealing with a whole bunch of variety of topics. Why do we have these themes? What are What is the objective of having these themes in the publication? We want people to be in conversation with each other, as we've said, and you can't really do that when everyone's sort of with total dissonance, just sort of saying their ideas into the void. We <laughs> want to have a springboard for people to converge on. And we feel really do that with these themes. That's been the biggest point of growth for ICON. We continually add more and more discussion around the themes as we grow. So uh, speaking of themes, why don't you tell us about how we got to the theme mythic? Ooh, this one was fun. I think Jarek and I jumped on these ones, this one for different reasons. I was very interested in the idea of how storytelling influences our lives, um, particularly the subconscious, and I ended up writing about that for, for Mythic. We function in a way of sort of narrativizing. It's a way to make sense out of chaos, and so I personally believe everybody does it. There's a lot to work with in that well Yeah, I feel like Icon has, in terms of visuals at least, our works are usually, even the design of the magazine, so not the stuff that that are submitted to us, they're very contemporary. The theme myth that kind of pushes us to go back way deeper in history and kind of pull up those old visual themes and like techniques, the ornate frames, all of that stuff, which I don't think you see much in the media or kind of art that we see today. 
What are some of the narratives that you think have shaped you as an individual? Do you still believe in them or follow them and why or why not? This one is a bit of an interesting one because I think it's a narrative that I have seen on media, heard about in my real life. And it's obviously when you're like your own life is your own narrative, right? So you kind of write the story of your own life, but it's like there are so many other narratives going on around you and based on the characteristics of your story you kind of feel like it must go specific ways if it's like if it fits this kind of category or genre and well long story short I'm from an immigrant family we immigrated here in Canada in 2008 and I have always been exposed to those narratives where you come from like poor country to a to a country with full full of opportunities, um, and your parents did it to give you, to give you access to those opportunities and make the most out of life. So you kind it's like that rags and riches story, which is um, puts a lot of pressure, obviously, on the immigrant children. So I feel like that's a narrative that's influenced my life in both negative and positive ways. Positively, it's pushed me to work harder because like Philippines was amazing. But it's in comparison to like Canada, there's some stereotypes there that kind of render me a little bit like I'm I'm starting off a little lower and I have to kind of work harder to kind of prove myself here. It's pushed me to work harder and I think I've achieved a lot of success. But also this narrative has negatively influenced me because, you know, I should be striving for success, not because I'm trying to fit a mold, not because it's what I'm supposed to do, but because I'm genuinely passionate about the things that I'm doing. And with that passion, I will achieve success. This is where my thinking comes from. And just because this is a story that is so prevalent in a lot of aspects of my life doesn't mean that it's a story that I have to kind of adapt into mine. Um, If it is, like, that's great. I mean, like, the end of the story is, like, the person's successful. So I'm not going to say no to that. Um, But that's, like, this this story should not be the reason why I strive for success and should not be the reason why I'm successful. There should be a lot of other motivating factors to it. I mean, you come from an immigrant background. Do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I came to Canada when I was six from Brazil. Um, I didn't so much feel pressure from the typical rag-to-riches narrative. My parents were always kind of shying away from that idea. The particular Latin American immigrant experience is very characterized by American Hispanic culture, Mm. and I don't quite share that very specific experience. Um, So it's kind of been a little difficult to understand my experience as an immigrant without any sort of guidance. So there's almost been like a lack of narrative there for the particular Brazilian experience. So if you've read the description for the mythic theme, we refer to two different definitions of mythic. I have them with me right now. So the first one is a traditional story, especially one concerning the early history of a people or explaining a natural or social phenomenon typically involving supernatural beings or events. Second definition, much shorter, is a widely held but false belief or idea. So I think the difficulty of differentiating between mythology and religion, it comes from the fact that we usually interpret myths as that second definition, as inherently false um, but a commonly held belief. Whereas if you took the first definition that we that we give, mythology and religion are not very different. They both try to explain the world, the origins of the world, in relation to something that is higher than what we experience as in our earthly lives. Mythology was religion for the ancients. It was one and the same. 
it's only become mythology as we've lost the population that is invested in those stories as their belief system. I think a huge part of mythic is the fact that the myths that are at play in our lives are different for every single person. And they all influence our lives in different ways. And the, obviously, because of the intricacies of our identity, our understanding of the world differs. But we are still interested in how you understand belief and how you function with religion in the modern scientific world. 